Welcome to Tenet Men. Hi, I'm your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film, and Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you? Um, My head's a little fogged after this minute of dissect a dissection <laughs> is the the lego model not holding up anymore no i don't even know where it's but <laughs> i threw it across the room <laughs> it's in pieces uh, yeah i i kind of had I, I had a revelation and then I, I i just had more questions after that and then i got lost but uh yeah i mean that's the ebb and flow of this podcast it's just uh, the more you discover, the more questions you have. I have a great minute. Uh, with... <laughs> oh, really? Everything no. is linear and tracks and yeah. nobody's yeah. talking backwards or anything. <laughs> it's like, you know, a super simple, conver- not a simple conversation, right? It's tense, a tense conversation, but there's no inversion. There's no reverse chronology. Uh, Volkov speaks in my minute. I hope you're Holy excited. Crap. I didn't know he could talk. <laughs> I neither did I. I thought he was like Lurch. Yeah, like I wonder if he could read. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he has a line. He has uh he has at least two lines. So wow. that's exciting. Yeah. Uh I guess before I jump into it, anything uh anything non-tenant exciting related new exciting, yeah, any any exciting I, news. I, I I wanted to do a list of a couple of TV shows that I had just finished. Um that had wrapped up, I believe. Um, what was your favorite one? Um, my favorite one is still ongoing. I, six, the last season of Succession is really good. Yeah, we, just, we disagree that, on that. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying <laughs> this season. I've, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, there was a Netflix show that I liked called um, The Last Kingdom. It's like a Viking medieval. Uh, oh yeah it you told me you told me about movie. that yeah it wrapped up with a movie instead of doing a final season it did like a two-hour movie that's exactly like all the other seasons <laughs> just condensed yeah. and i was like oh that's perfect we got to the end and it was very quick um i think that's that's the netflix formula if i'm not mistaken yeah i think they know that like okay it people aren't going to re-watch this if there's not a satisfying conclusion you know like people aren't going to yeah. go back and do a rewatch of this show if we don't take it to the finish line. It, you know, it's kind of like I wonder what the rewatch is on Game of Thrones, like and compare mm-hmm. that to like other HBO shows that kind of stuck the landing, like The Sopranos or something that was like has a at least a satisfying conclusion or at least a complete uh, arc. Um, yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, underwhelming finales, um, The Mandalorian. I don't know if you've ever watched this show. Star I watched the Wars. first two seasons. I, I haven't seen the latest season. It's a letdown compared to those seasons. And depending upon if you're all in on this show or not, uh, <laughs> you, you might. Kinda, I, 
you might kind of get uh, bored with it this season. I've like mindlessly sometimes enjoyed it. I've, I've I found like the like a lot of parts during the first two seasons to be kind of boring, but with like but also with like some really cool moments. So mm-hmm. I kind of expect that from season three. I think I read somewhere that like Pedro is like out of the show or something. If he's ever in it, I mean, it's all stunt doubles. <laughs> Right. Okay. Right. Right. That's a good point too. I think that's the most genius. They should have never taken the helmet off and just (laughs) left them a voice actor and been like, yeah, this stunt man (laughs) in in front of the volume. What what, we don't need to pay the premium on these actors to be on set. I thought that was genius. And then they kind of, anyway, um, was it good? I would, Oh, about that season though. The one thing I love about it is they do double down on my favorite Star Wars trope, which I have an entire YouTube video about this trope where, um, you know, heroes are just going along their journey and then they're attacked by a giant monster out of nowhere. (laughs) And this season does that almost too much. (laughs) There's too many wild animals just popping up out of nowhere. (laughs) The galaxy is a dangerous place, uh, full of monsters who try to eat you and stormtroopers who can't aim. Can't, yes, uh, <laughs> who try to eat you and fail. Monsters who try yeah. to eat you and fail, and people who try and shoot you and fail. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the most Star quest. Wars thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think Joseph, Joseph Campbell mentioned that in the Hero's Journey. Yeah, <laughs> guy's a fraud. <laughs> guy's a fraud. Anyway. Oh, I want to talk about succession, but we should move on. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, yeah, let's get a couple more episodes under our belt of a succession. Sure, sure. Um, all right, well, let's jump in. Let's hear it. about your minute. What, what are you, what's going on on that boat? This minute's not crazy. So, uh, we're at minute marker 59 21 to 60 21, episode 60, by the way, officially at the one hour mark. Um, we picked up where we left off last week. Cat barges into the protagonist's room uh, and confronts him for oh, yeah. save, saving Sater's life uh, when when she dropped him overboard. And then also she dropped that, you know, uh, he showed her the painting, the drawing. So he, mm-hmm. she knows that the, the protagonist didn't follow through on what he said he would. And uh, he said, I'm sorry, I had to get close to him. And then we pick up this week. He says, I don't know what you think your husband does. Kat says, oh, we both know he's an arms dealer. The protagonist says, he's so much more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Kat Kat says, what then? And then protagonist says, Andre Sater holds all of our lives in his hands, not just yours. And then there's a convenient knock at the door. (laughs) It actually like it startles Kat. She like jumps a little. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was kind of a nice little nice touch. She should know there's not much privacy on this boat. I mean, right. Yeah, this is super, (laughs) super dangerous to uh, go into anyone's stateroom. Also not helping the the fact that, oh, yeah, there is no affair happening except she snuck away to his room. Yeah. Uh, so she like hides into the doorway between the bathroom and the, and the, the guest room, the protagonist like opens up the door enough just so he can stick his face out of it. Oh yeah. Uh, hiding okay. it, uh, hiding his body behind it. And it's Volkov. Mm-hmm. And he says, mm-hmm. he actually says, Mr. Sator wants to see you. <laughs> he pronounced Sator like Sador. So he says, Mr. Sador wants to see you. Uh, that must be the Russian way of saying Sator. 
uh, the protagonist says, okay. <laughs> and then he goes to close the door. And then Volkov very powerfully puts his hands like inside the door and says, now. <laughs> um, and the protagonist says, uh, he wants to see me without pants. <laughs> <laughs> and they both just kind of like look down. It's kind of funny. Um, and then the Volkov backs away. Protagonist shuts the door. And uh, he just like kind of calmly walks past Cat in the doorway, sits down on the bed. And actually, as he walks by, he says, trust me. And she says, save it. It's like this adorable bickering. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most James Bond moment. Like this, The whole boat scene is the whole James Bond portion of yeah. the, the movie. Um, it is. The most James Bond setting, all this stuff. <laughs> Sending a henchman <laughs> to go. Like what if Seder was at the door? That would be a whole more tense situation. But yeah, yeah Seder great. doesn't Seder doesn't fetch and carry. He sends his minions. <laughs> um, so he sits down on the bed and she says, I'm not falling for it twice. And the protagonist says, you have a better option. And Kat says, whatever it takes to get what you want, not a second thought for me or my son. And the protagonist actually doesn't say anything. And like, you know, because what do you say to that? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she says, what do you think he's going to do to me now? And the protagonist reaches into his his bag and pulls out a gun. And that's the end of my minute. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So like okay. a good tense minute, nothing crazy happening. Some uh, intense dialogue. Volkov speaks. Might be his only lines in the whole movie. <laughs> My my favorite thing uh, to just point out, and it's the most like kind of I don't know arbitrary nitpicking thing about movies is always like like how much you think Volkov gets paid? Like <laughs> it's not about the money; it's the loyalty, right? The loyalty. I mean, maybe yeah, that's the mob thing, right? It's not about how much you pay somebody; it's what you have on them. Because if you pay yeah. somebody, they'll just they'll turn you in as soon as it's more profitable. But if you right. like have like a dirty secret on him they'll work for you to the day you die. <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll keep that friendship until, um, you, you know, forever, essentially. It's like the perfect, it's the perfect right-hand man. Like, this is what you want. You want someone who can't be bought. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also just very like convenient from a plot perspective. Right. But like, I feel like every movie has this guy, right. Or even TV show. Yeah. Like, Yellowstone mentioned, like has James him. Bond. I'm always kind of like after, after James Bond has killed, I don't know, six guys, like, how, like some of these guys are going to just go, all right, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I see what's happening here. <laughs> I surrender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yellowstone is also, there's so many dead bodies pile up on that ranch. Uh, <laughs> right. But you got Rip, right? Rip's not in it for the money, right? He's in it because, uh, you, you, it's well, you the, uh, the, the, the uh, brand, right? That's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the, he's, the brand he's, isn't he's, something you earn. It's something you live up to. <laughs> he's bought into the mission. Uh, the other number two that comes to mind is uh, The Departed. What the, what the heck is his name? Wait, which Jack one? Nicholson's, Jack oh. Nicholson's right-hand guy. I forget oh, his name. Oh, who is that guy? But like, it's not about the money. I have to watch The Departed again. Uh... You know who I'm talking about. I think is that the same guy that's from like the Batman, uh, Batman eighty nine. 
I have no idea. The Joker's goon. The Joker's, goon. <laughs> the Joker's <Wow>. main goon. <laughs> I have not seen that in a long enough period of time to comment. But anyway, this is really sidetracked. Volkov yeah. is in it for the. He's in it for the mission. He's in it for the the loyalty. Uh, Sater takes care of him, and that's that's actually more than he deserves in his mind. So there you go. We gave Volkov a little bit of a backstory. I think your team is up. Uh, it is. I was just trying to... I, I failed to Google who that guy was. In the, the <laughs> I'll do it while you're, while you're going. Yeah. Bob the Goon is who he plays in uh, Batman 89. I just wanted to see if it was the same guy. All right. Uh, I have a lot of action. Um, so if you remember, we see the... I'm in the interrogation going on between the proving window, which Mr. French. Made, huh? Sorry. Oh, his name French, is Mr. Is French. Mr. French. Oh. That's his name. Mr. French. And what's the actor? Uh, Ray Winstone. Oh, Ray Winstone. Okay. Not the same guy, but uh, <laughs> great actor. <laughs> great actor. <laughs> Great actor, get, strong. These two guys got the same look. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't seen the part <laughs> in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm uh, done now. You, yeah, you okay, good. We solved that. We rounded that. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the part of this weekend. <laughs> uh, okay, so it was making me think. How did like with this conversation going on at two different times? How does the proving window work? In gen- we know how it works when two things are going to this into the turnstile, but then you can also just hang out on the other side of the turnstile and talk to somebody t- ten minutes ago, five a few minutes ago. Like, how does the you're, proving you're- window work? It's just a, a mirror image of what's happened or what's going to happen. Okay. I also have to caveat that with another thing that I was going to say is that um, I screwed up when I said there were two guys holding down the protagonist and they both enter the turnstile. In this minute, it's a lot clearer. One of them gets shot and the other one gets in the turnstile. Okay. And he's not inverted. They're not inverted. Not, they can't be inverted. He, no, they can't be inverted. Does he Only go out the Sater other side? Do we inverted. see him? Do we see him come out the other side then? We see the other guy come out the other side. We do. Though not not the one who gets shot, obviously, but the other guy. No. He gets he gets away? Yeah. So that guy gets he just runs off. Like when Sater goes and he gets to we're gonna see it in my minute, actually. Let me so let me walk through what happens in my minute. <laughs> So th- it's just like a- an inverted dude, though. Just an inverted dude running around now with no way to uninvert himself because. Well, that's also another con- question of how Cat gets there and how. So Cat, the protagonist and Neil all get there because the inverted Seder team brought them there. And the inverted Seder team is the one that is going getting inverted in that moment because you see Seder get inverted in that moment and he takes cat a live cat with him but that's in reverse how cat got there leaving cat uninverted cat there 
if, if that makes any sense. But we're seeing yeah. the point of inversion for that team. And it just, I don't know, I, I got really, I get really screwed up with also how a lot of this works because they're not inverted when they're like holding down the protagonist on the other side of the glass, but they are inverted when they bring them there. Oh, they are? Yeah. The goons, the two goons are inverted? They can't be. Uh, you're right. I don't know if the goons are, but Seder is for sure. Seder is. Yeah, Seder is. Seder. So maybe he's got goons that are not inverted. Yeah, he's he's running a pincer movement on this scene. So he's got inverted. Okay, so he's okay. Now that makes sense. I see. So he's got goons. So he shows up and he goes, "Hey, you two non-inverted goons, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tape record yeah. this conversation, like play it back because these are my instructions to you." <laughs> That's right. Hold this guy down on the other side. Wait for me to show up to make sure I get into the turnstile. So that I can, I don't even know how, like, uh, it's so confusing. It is confusing. Because also that means that Seder has to know when he's bringing Kat into this interrogation booth, there's a ticking clock where he's going to see himself on the other side and he has to get into the turnstile. Inverted Seder is waiting for other Seder to show up. No, wait. No. Yeah. No, no, no. He. Okay, no, you're right. I'm, I'm screwing this up. Let me get into my minute. One hour, twenty four you... minutes, twenty one <laughs> seconds. Clear. Uh, 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 or um, the paramilitary sergeant opens. Uh, paramilitary uh, run into the um, uh, the turnstile room on the blue side where the protagonist is being held hostage. Uh, guns going off. One of the guys holding the protagonist down gets shot. The other one joins Seder, jumps into the turnstile. They spin around. Um, and before we join Seder on the other side, we hear one of the paramilitary sergeants yells clear, indicating that the turnstile is clear. It's empty now because we just saw both of them disappear. The protagonist asks, where did they go? It says... Um, in the script, it says a paramilitary sergeant, but we know it's Ives, says the past. That's when we jump into the turnstile. And now we're seeing from Seder's perspective, he's coming out of the turnstile. He comes out, protagonist on the other side, being held down by the two goons. Or, well, he, he sees himself come out and, you know, he sees all the action that just happened. And then when his own Seder self walks backwards out of the blue side. Um, I'm sorry, the red side. Um, that's when he starts to uh, interrogate the protagonist by picking up the sh already shot um, cat. And he starts counting down backwards from one, or he shoots her and then counts down backwards from three, two, one, which is very confusing because also it's in, it's, you're hearing the recording echoing on the other side of the glass for the protagonist. So he unshoots her and then does the countdown. And it shows that the protagonist is obviously confused now by what's going on. Then he sits the alive, not, not shot cat down in the chair and continues into the negotiation. 
Um, in the script, it says he holds up fingers like he does in the car, but they didn't mm-hmm. do that in the movie, probably because it would also be very confusing. It would also make me question how the mirror works again. Um, uh, then we hear the protagonist recording get translated because we're on the other side of the glass. We hear him talking backwards. He says, listen to me. I can help you. Sater says in return, I don't negotiate. Um, the protagonist looks confused until it the recording inverts itself. And we hear him say, you know, it backwards on the protagonist side. So everything is said twice, forwards and backwards in this scene. And he says, the protagonist says, leave her alone. He says, I'll shoot her again. Tell me now, is it in the BMW? And that goes right into our next minute that I've already discussed. We've talked about this interrogance gene. Um, the next thing the protagonist says is, who told you that? And the answer is, yeah, he did on the other side of the glass a few minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> who told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> He goes to the protagonist. He hasn't that that part hasn't happened to him yet, but right. it has happened to Seder. Uh, but that's the lie. And then if you play this backwards, so the last, so that Seder that's now inverted. Now that we're in his head, he grabs the alive cat, uh, takes her. Uh, he takes the oxygen mask off her, puts it on himself. He takes her out into the uh, temporal pincer, the car chase scene. And the first place they go is the shootout where the first thing the protect the the Seder checks is the BMW. Right. And then the rest of the car chase happens in reverse for that Seder, going all the way back to when the protagonist crashes the Saab. And um, that's when they light it on fire and say, oh, I saw the handoff. I know where it is now. Right. He doesn't actually get it in that scene. As we've discussed, he has to somehow keep going further back until or he's asked to invert and then go pick it up from the sob before the protagonist starts driving it which we don't see but we assume happens it's interesting uh because there's enough little nuggets in here that i think do make sense that it helps offset the things that don't make sense (laughs) yeah i (laughs) the one thing i got caught up with was that one guy who gets shot at some point, wouldn't like he see himself get shot? I, I don't know. I thought there would be some trickery with the window going on there, right? Well, he he doesn't. He well, no, he because he's, I guess not, he's inverted. not inverted. Yeah, because he's not he's inverted. not inverted. So the fact that he doesn't see himself going through the other side means mm-hmm. that oh, <laughs> like the longer he sits there and looks at the window and doesn't see himself, it's like oh, it would <laughs> be cool if he saw me. the other guy come into the room. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Hey, I see you're there. Where am I?" Uh, <laughs> I guess we're damn going. It. We're all going. Okay, am I not going through? <laughs> and then he comes in and gets shot by Ives. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would that would be cool. It's kind of like they don't play with that trick. They do very quickly in the last part of the movie when the protagonist is like tying his shoe, looks down when the mirror's on the floor, doesn't see right. himself, and instead of going into the turnstile, he goes over and talks to Cat. Uh, which is an interesting thing that mm, is don't yeah. play with. I wish they would have done some more more time nothing to play. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing to play with. What happens happens. Yeah, I guess so. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you all for listening to the Tenement <laughs> Podcast. <laughs>
If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review on whatever service you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement on this film, of this film, next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friend. <laughs>